Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Oh, it's a spooky Welcome episode. Welcome to Jeff, a podcast about Halloween. <laughs> it's the Halloween weekend. You have to have the spirit, the Halloween spirit. Yeah, tonight's the night. We're recording. It's Saturday morning Pacific time. And, you know, just T-minus like eight, nine hours until I put on a very stupid costume and go out into the night in search of blood and candy. I'm very jealous. We have to go, once I'm done this, we have to go get my husband's part of the family costume we're doing, which is my baby is going to be Tony Soprano. I'm going to be Adriana. (laughs) And Thomas is going to be Christopher. And then we want Lenny to be the duck, my dog. (laughs) The duck in the pool. (laughs) Woke up this morning, got some, got a bottle of milk or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, she's bald. My baby's still bald, so it really works. And uh-huh. she's got her little belly. So we got her a little oh baby tank God. top, bathrobe, boxer shorts, and a little newspaper. <laughs> oh, my God. Some orange juice with some pulp. I like the kind with some pulp. <laughs> One of my favorite That's scenes. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I'm going to be uh, tonight. I am dressing up. No one asked. I'm dressing up as a Los Angeles icon. I am dressing up as the mural of the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra that has been painted on the side of a parking garage right alongside the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles. It is going to be iconic. Like No one even knows what this looks like it's if niche. you don't live in Los Angeles. And even if you do live in Los Angeles, you'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. <laughs> but the real L.A. heads are going to see this. And exactly. they're going to love it. I don't exactly. want to. I saw a funny. There was a funny TikTok the other, the other day that was like, there's two. There's two types of Halloween costumes. And I'm, I'm not even going to try and attempt the actual joke. But basically, like, one is someone describing the most obscure reference of, like, a prop from a movie. And then the other one is Buzz Lightyear, but sexy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> when we were talking about who to be in The Sopranos, I was like, I'm not even going to. I'm being Adriana. Like, I'm being the hottest character. <laughs> so yeah. get with it. Get with the program. Yeah, there would be weird. If you were Carmela, that would be weird. No, but that would be fun, too. Like, are you married to your baby? Wig. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh so much happened honestly so much happened in pop culture this week and we what happened well elon bought twitter oh god oh great i'm so i'm excited to fucking quit twitter you're not gonna quit you're not gonna quit i'm close Mm -mm. i'm close anyone the only thing i use it for it I'm getting close. I quit Facebook. You quit Facebook. Yeah, but it's different. It's so different. Okay. Anyone who says that, I say, no, you're not. You're just a you're a little piggy. You're a piggy eating up slop that only Twitter can provide. It can only have positive effects on my life. Yeah, for sure. I'm so jealous. And while I choose, <laughs> I'm so jealous of people. Well, I choose not to make online. other positive choices for my life. I can do this one. It's pretty easy. Yeah. All right. Well, what's going to be the camel that what's going to be the straw that breaks your camel's back to actually delete it? It's going to be it's it's going to be an obvious one. It's going to be like the rise of like far right fascism and yeah. the and uh, 
the former president being allowed back on. And I just yeah, can't, I just happen. can't fucking deal with it. I just can't fucking deal with it. Like I already blocked him. It's like, it's, there's like the whole thing. Oh, I'll just block him. Like that's, that's fine. I blocked him. I blocked Elon. Like, I don't care what these fuckers have to say. Like, and I just don't want to see people. It's like, even on the very far left wing, which is where I am. Like people are always like retweeting them on dunking on them. And it's like, you're just no. fucking spreading the message. Exactly. Like, I don't like however much you're like, you're getting involved in like making fun of them or this or that. Like, I just don't, I just, I don't want to be around. Like, I'm just sick of it. So. I just don't, it really is like Freddy Krueger. You can't give them any attention because if you give them attention, they grow more powerful and then they infiltrate your dreams. Yeah. No, exactly. That's, that's how 2015 happened. Mm-hmm. It was like, th- isn't this so funny and wacky and wild? Let's just get, feed it more attention because more people will watch CNN. Ugh. Yep. Anyways. Well, another really fun thing that happened is that it was announced that Prince Harry is writing a book. Well, he wrote a book and it's coming out in January and it's called Spare. And that is so funny. Spare? Like he's the spare prince? Yes. You have an heir and a spare and he's the spare. Oh, oh, I get it. (laughs) I get it. It's so good. Is he um, gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna fucking slam his grandma? I hope it's half as juicy as Matthew Perry's book sounds like it is. Oh my god, <laughs> Matthew Perry! <laughs> Keanu Reeves has a near a hundred percent approval rating. We'll talk about Survivor. <laughs> and Matthew Perry, probably like the least of all the friends at this point. Hmm. Can we also, can we say that? I'd say Schwimmer. Schwimmer does stuff. Yeah, he was. He Schwimmer was, was in an episode of Band of Brothers, famously. Famously, he was also um, Juice's best friend in American Crime Story: People versus O.J. Simpson. Robert yeah, Kardashian. He, yeah, he does stuff. Schwimmer does stuff. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he's like, "You know who fucking deserves to die." <laughs> Keanu Reeves, yeah, everyone's favorite Zen uncle. He doesn't even need to be alive. But you know what? what I are you actually, doing, Perry? Could I respect be it. any stupider? <laughs> I respect it, and I honor it, and I celebrate Matthew Perry. Not for that, but for the fact that he said, you know what? I'm so rich. It doesn't matter. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. I don't care. You all love Keanu Reeves? Kiss my butt. I wish he was dead. Like, I I kind of love, <laughs> I kind of love that he was so honest and he really came out and just said it. I also saw there was a little bit where he was like, he did that movie with Salma Hayek called Fools Rush In. And he has a oh, bit yeah. in his book where he talks shit about her, where he's like, she's long-winded. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> I like when like when we talked about when Brian Cox wrote his book, talk shit about people. I kind of miss people being less PR savvy and like I don't think it's that he isn't PR savvy. I think it's that he genuinely has so much money. He makes $20 million a year from residuals. He doesn't do anything else anymore. He didn't need to write this book. He didn't need to get everyone all mad at him, but he did. You know why? Because he's a little shitster. And I appreciate that in my celebrities. I completely I really I I agree and I respect your take. Thank it's you. just it was just surprising. Yeah. It was just surprising. <laughs> Perry doesn't really do anything. No. He you know, money. he's had he had he had he's, he's had health issues documented since the early 90s, right? Like yeah. 
He's got his own thing. They did the friends reunion and he walks in and it's like, whoo, Matthew Perry, whatever. You know, he's not yeah. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox went to Cougar Town. You got to keep it tight in Cougar Town. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. She's still Aniston's in the screen busy. sequels. Yeah, Aniston's busy. She's got to make out with Adam Sandler twice a year in, in Hawaii or whatever, <laughs> you know, these movies are. And so it was just surprising because Keanu was just like, he's turned into like, he is like male Betty White at this point. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's almost like icon level of just like Keanu Reeves and puppies. Yeah, we love Like almost him. like kind of bacon internet icon, right? Yeah. It's just It was just weird. There was like, I guess some like drama, like he was rolling with like, they were all crew, him, Perry, Keanu, mm -hmm. River Phoenix. Yeah. Going to the Viper room. So there must have been drama. There was like drama around like, yo, River died. And you like, did Keanu sell him the, the, the junk? <laughs> the junk that killed River? Wait, Keanu didn't give it to him. I thought it was. No, no, I don't think so. But like okay. that was, I in my reading it was like, oh yeah, there's like a bit of animosity because like these guys are all friends. And then like one of them very famously died. And right. I don't know. I don't know. I sent everyone on different paths. I really didn't realize that Perry and River had a connection. But see, I've, I'm learning stuff from this book. That's the fun. That's the weirdest thing about like all celebrity stuff is like, first of all, how people were celebrities before you thought they were. Mm -hmm. Like, Matthew Perry's like, he, like in your mind, it's like, oh, he doesn't become famous until 1994, and maybe that's right, but he's like around or whatever. Yeah, and. Like, oh no, yeah, he's been like in Hollywood since 1988 and was friends with like Leo DiCaprio and all those people when they were all just like 20 year olds hanging out at whatever the pussy posse. Bar. Pussy, oh wow, that's I what they called themselves. Good for them. <laughs> I'm the I'm in the respectful posse. <laughs> May I please ask your father's permission? to go on a date to the prom um that's, and then that's my posse the final most important to you because it crosses into your sphere of life Giselle, oh my god filing well, for this divorce has been, like, known for like months this has been known for months who's is giselle gonna date pete davidson um it's not it's an it's not zero chance i think it's high chance I, I don't think it's I think I think there was like sort of a class there's like a classy thing with Giselle. Though we have seen classy women date Pete Davidson. Exactly. Classy cougars. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I thought Kate Beckinsale was was classy. Yeah. She's macking with him at a Rangers game. What's going on? There you go. It's the power uh, of Pete. I Giselle. I don't know, Giselle and Tom, they're like they're like in their forties and they have like three kids and stuff. I just can't imagine someone with three children wanting to date Pete Davidson date Pete Davidson. You're yeah. Kim, whatever. You're Kate Beck I don't know Kate Beckinsale's home life. You're one of those, even if you know, even if you're a little bit older, nothing wrong with older women, like you want to do that and get involved there, but like Giselle's got like kids. She's got like a family. Yeah. I just don't know why you're like going to the Met Gala with like <laughs> Pete Davidson. That's maybe weird. he's, I mean, maybe he's just, he's got to have something. He's got to have a little something. 
I have something. Yeah, you yeah, you do. You're respectful. It's called respect for women. (laughs) I'm in the respect posse. All right. Well, that's Uh, my pop culture roundup. Whatever. Uh We've got to talk about Survivor. We're going to talk yeah. about spooky movies because we watched some spooky movies this week. Yeah. Um, I do. I did watch a spooky movie with Keanu, and I don't know if that's like if we should bookend it or if we should do Survivor. No, now. let's do Survivor so that the people, the five people who listen to this because they like Survivor <laughs> can be happy, including people Technicolor 2099, Phil of Nine. <laughs> people just want to hear Big Brother takes. I don't blame them. Big Brother is oh. a great show. The biggest, the biggest news, the oh. biggest pop culture news. What? Andrew and Melissa are like Instagram official. No way. Andrew and Melissa. Congrats to yeah. them. Congrats to them. <laughs> Instagram so official. So much for her. This was the, e- this was like the easiest flip flop of like 2022. I mean, did they ever actually truly on break Melissa's up? Melissa's part. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole like thing about it. Oh, okay. um, the episode, she was like, when it was like very clear that it would be bad to be dating the racist guy, <laughs> Melissa was like, you know, I can't be with you. I, I need someone who like shares my ideals and shares this and that. And I want to have babies with someone or whatever. Yeah. She's the biggest pushover, the biggest, you know, nothing this season. Like she, she was kind of an okay, like, person in the house or whatever she wasn't the she wasn't like just absolutely useless but like she just wasn't really playing the game and and kind of was just like there to find a mate well so she she got what she wanted yeah so she kind of i guess they're on the grid now her man's a tiktok star i expect to see some sort of dancing video from both of them or like they're going to be playing pranks on each other and I'm oh going to do a long press on that video. I'm going to say I'm not interested. I am and not you know what? interested. Do you know what TikTok's going to do? <laughs> Just show you more of it anyways because the button doesn't do anything. It's not connected to anything. <laughs> it goes to a 404 forbidden page. Um, <laughs> well, congrats to them. Congrats. Have you seen the like the video of like it's the printer, it spits out the paper and then the paper falls and goes directly into the shredder? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, it's like you know, someone just setting up stupid shit in their house. Yeah. That's what it does. Anyways, we gotta talk about Survivor, because I I had a rough week. Yeah. My fave, Ellie. You know, she bit off a little bit more she could than she could chew. Was she your fave? I didn't get the feeling. Not when really, she was but your I, fave. I liked her. I liked her a lot. <laughs> I liked like, her and a lot then too. as she like be, as she became more chaotic and like her eyes started popping out they like bugged. another millimeter from her skull and like going into crazy, crazy eyes town. Like I was like, okay, well, I've made a commitment here. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go all in on this. Um the stuff with her and Gabler from the start, looking into his bag. Um, well, they had a little bit of a friendship of like at to- first, too. Like, she was trying to, like, she was like, my sister loved heavy metal and he loved heavy metal, remember? Like, she kind that was of like tried. The, that was like two seconds in the first episode. Yeah. And you know what? They probably threw that in because they knew that, like, this was going to be, this was going to be the reason for one of them to be evicted. Like, this, there's like sort of an oil and water 
you know, two positives of a, of a magnet, you know, yeah. bumping up each against each other. And there's going to be like a poetic justice here to like an attempt at friendship. And then, you know, the, the absence of friendship. Um, so there's that, there's the bag thing. There's the, you know, where, where she's trying to convince Gabler that he doesn't, his, his power is useless she was probably playing a little bit too hard. And you know what? Like literally it's like maybe in the A block or B block. It's like pretty early in the episode. Ellie says at some point to camera, I feel like I was made for survivor. I feel like I can hack the game. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is Brings bad. Me back. This is <laughs> the same way when they, when the immunity challenge is over and it's like, Steven's got to go home. We're all going to vote out Steven tonight. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, Steven's going to be staying. That's happening. When the person in the beginning, and this happened with Gio last week, when the person has the confessional, when they're sitting on the beach by themselves or in the jungle by themselves, and they're like, I figured it out. I'm the best survivor player ever. Yeah. I can hack anyone's mind. I'm the ultimate, you know, uh, psychological it uh, warfare champion. Paloma. You're like, okay, you're like, cool. All right. Let's get that person's <laughs> ticket. On, uh, you can tell the not having food gets to their brain. They're just high. Oh my They're God. high on their own supply. Oh, my God. I watched. Uh, <laughs> I finished Survivor 29 the other day. Whoa. Which is one of the blood versus water seasons. Okay. And, and this is back when they're doing the uh, the L.A., the studio, the L.A. studio uh finale yeah and so like every time they're coming in and out of commercial like jeff has to do like a funny live bit <laughs> with the audience or like something to the camera and he's like here's how much here's how much rice that they eat every day it's only about 100 calories and he shows this little tiny bowl of rice and here's what the average american eats every day and it was just the funniest like <laughs> plate of like like 15,000 calories. Mm -hmm. It was like a giant plate of eggs and bacon and toast and potatoes, <laughs> a giant hamburger and French fries, and then a giant plate of pasta and garlic bread. It's like, this is the average American consumption. They're like, oh my God. Oh when aliens... When aliens find this video or like when America topples and like people want to know like, what was the... What was the hedonism and, and excessive <laughs> capitalism of the early 2000s like? It's like, you just got to watch this like this episode four minutes of television. <laughs> and it was blood versus water. Yeah. Was it a good blood season? Blood versus marinara. It was, all, it was all right. It wasn't my favorite, but it had some it had some good moments. This is the one that Natalie won. Natalie, who was on Winners at War. Okay. Um. And that season, it was it was pretty good. There was um, fame. There was uh, probably the most famous athlete they've ever had on Survivor was on it. It's a baseball player named uh, John Rocker, who was a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves in the nineties. Famously a bigot. Famously a bigot. Hmm. Just massively, massively bigoted, awful person. Hmm. Racially, sexual preference wise, just. Oh, just a real fucking piece of shit. And uh, pretty instantly, everyone's like, hey, is that that baseball pitcher who says horrible, horrible slurs about people all the time publicly in the newspaper? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not a big sports person, there's like you could uh, easily not know about him, but also like you could know about like. It's not impossible that you 
that even not being a sports fan, you wouldn't know about him. Anyways, like people were right. instantly like, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and it was, I mean, he's certainly a pre, certainly pre-jury, pre-merge <laughs> sort of, sort of player, but there was some good stuff with him. People calling him out, people yelling at him and him fighting back. Amazing. Um, and I posted it on our feed. Uh, one of the most just delicious, uh, final speeches in a in a tribal in the final tribal council when the jury gets to finally speak there is uh one of the guys uh who's on the jury just absolutely destroys uh an older woman who's just to be honest like was not my favorite character and was a bit of a villain throughout (laughs) the show and he just like he called he does this whole thing about how she's the evil stepmother of the season and like compares her to all these like kind of Disney evil <laughs> stepmothers and was just iconic and she's there and her, and it's because it's a blood versus water season like everyone right. has a partner with it so her daughter is on the season and her daughter's on the jury and her daughter is like bawling her eyes out Aww. as he's just absolutely destroyed it's fine because like they were not they were not particularly characters worth rooting for her and and the daughter they there's certainly more on the side of like I really hope they don't fucking win because they're like they're not cool I would not you would not want to be friends with Missy and what's her face the other one all right well first of all let me just call you out you posted this clip at 11 56 p.m my time eastern time so how I didn't watch this I didn't even know you tweeted this I never saw this tweet before in my you don't life you just go to twitter.com slash hey julie and be like who's been posting on here I didn't see it. I ain't never seen it. So now I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it sounds sad. Honestly, the way you're describing it doesn't sound fun. It sounds sad. No, I don't want to hear delicious. about a daughter it's crying delicious. as her it's, mother's filleted on national television by some young brat. No, it's delicious. Okay. Not some young brat. Not some young brat. <laughs> These are an iconic couple. The two gay Broadway dancers. Oh, <laughs> Reed and Josh. They so are, I know they're uh, they really are amazing. Getting they are amazing characters. I love them. I root for them. I support them. Yeah. And Missy and whatever his daughter's name were not cool. Missy in particular was not cool to be around for 39 days in she was no Nicaragua. No. So <laughs> she got what was coming to her, which is exactly one jury vote to win the game and a complete flaying by the jury wow all right well we'll see i'll watch it after this yeah Um, watch it and let me know in like six or six or seven months what you think (laughs) um let's weigh in right now so ellie's gone Mm -hmm. we have still a ton of people left i was like it was the merge and they were all excited fucking people yeah i know and i was like there's still too many of you they should get rid of two of you this episode yeah we need a double eviction yeah, we need a double eviction. Um, but so my, I think Janine is actually playing pretty well. Okay, well this is a this is a wonderful Hey Julie curse. Okay, because I can just agree with you because I think Janine is playing horribly. Wow. I you think she got too into the fight, into the like voting fight. I think Janine has no read on human beings and human mm. behavior. Mm. If she did, she would have used the her. I, I understand it's the the 
the uh, merge just happened. There's 13 fucking people in the game. She has an immunity bracelet or idol or whatever it is. She doesn't necessarily want to use it right now. However, if you want to keep your closest ally in the game at this point. Yeah. I, I think it was quite obvious that Ellie was going home. And like the vote was like the vote was like eight to two to one or something like that. Yeah. Right. Like it was it was a it was an Ellie landslide. And maybe it's too early in the game to make that move to get out someone like James or whatever. Hey, there's an there's a an idea of maybe, hey, letting yourself get to the bottom and then you're the free agent and then you can kind of hop on to whatever uh, alliance kind of needs you most. And you actually have a little bit of power in the game. You actually people kind of aren't you're not even totally on people's radars anymore because Ellie is out. And even though you're closely aligned with Ellie, who knows? Next week, people are going to be like, oh, we have to get out Gabe or we have to get out Sam or we have to get out a stronger player. Like when you kind of have been removed of your partner you almost have this weaker position and people might start looking over you and might start focusing on bigger targets. That being said, so I, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that that could have gone. I just think looking at her face, she was 100% surprised that everyone voted Elia. Like, I just think she doesn't really have a strong read of people. Yeah, that's true. I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's the worst move in the world to let your closest ally get voted out at 13. There's still so much game left. So many people left be like, Hey, you know what? I'm playing this game for myself. I have this idol. I'm going to use this idol on myself. I'm not going to save it. I'm not going to use it on my best friend after nine days or whatever. That makes sense. But that didn't seem like that's what her strategy was. It seemed like she was just really confident about the vote and had literally no idea. I just don't think she has a good read on people. I like Janine. I just don't think she's like, understands how humans work and what's happening socially in the tribe. We'll see. I mean, this does sort of tie into the only question we got about Survivor, which is from Phil of Nine, Technicolor, 2099. Gabler is our king of chaos this week. Ellie was so obnoxious. Why is it always the psychotherapists that are the worst? All I could think was... This is true. She had it coming and then included a clip from Chicago, the cell block tango. Which is the song where they go, he had it coming, do, do, they oh, had I it know. coming. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> Cicero, lip shits. <laughs> Not guilty. Um, <laughs> great question. Great cue. Thank you for that. Why is it always the psychotherapists who are, well, but is she, is she exactly the same as what's your butt from last season? Isn't what's she? her butt is not a therapist. That was yeah, a, that exactly. was the thing. That's what's the her thing. butt was like? What's her butt was like? Someone who gives advice. Someone who like life coach. Yeah, it's like a life coach who sort of flubs the wording a little bit to seem like she might be licensed when she's not. Um, it seems like Ellie is a little bit more professional than whoever that woman like a real was doctor. from last year. Yeah, but there's also been like. Um, um, there's also like therapists and stuff who've done very well. Like Denise, one who was a therapist and won the season, and right. I think did pretty well on Winners at War as well. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like she was she Ellie was just too much, man. And like she she definitely was playing too hard. And when you're doing so much stuff of like, oh, I got to convince this person this thing, and like when she when we kind of got to the voting period after the immunity um you know competition her plan was like 
to have three different people's names in her mouth. Her plan was like, I'm going to tell everybody it's Cody, but actually I'm going to tell a bunch of other people, the people who I want to work with, that it's James or Cass. So, okay, wait. So now the the entirety, all 13 people in the tribe are like, okay, so Ellie's throwing out three different people's names. Like, how does this just make any sense? Just like yeah. keep your mouth shut and like keep your mouth shut and just go along with what everybody says. Like the Gabler thing, Gabler thing put her at disadvantage. She had to do a bunch of damage control there, but also like she was creating more damage by throwing three other people's names out there, even though like one or two of them she didn't even really fully mean. And it was just like too much action, too much, too much damage coming out of her mouth. Um, and then Gabler, though, <laughs> they're all like having lunch. And he's like, by the way, Ellie, she uh, looked at my bag. We should all <laughs> vote her out. <laughs> King of chaos. Uh, all right, cool. He got his, he got his enemy out, yeah. but. I, it worked out. Everyone is also going to be like, I can't trust this guy fucking as far I also, as I can throw him. Like, I, I think it was a bit of a nail in his own coffin as well. It was for sure. And I was like, am I this? Am I the victim of the Mandela effect? Because I thought it was her who looked through his bag, but it was it actually Janine. Like, who was it who actually looked through his bag? I think it was her. I thought it was her. I thought oh, I thought okay. she was just lying when she said it wasn't her. I thought oh, okay. she was just lying. Okay. Well, she almost tricked me. Um, can I give a quick shout out to someone yes. who I think we both forgot was on this season, but she earned a little place in the sun this week. Carla. <laughs> Carla really hurt her hand during that challenge. <laughs> shout out to her. <laughs> that challenge was brutal, man. That challenge yeah. like it looked like just a, your kind of average like obstacle coursey type thing, but that was like really brutal with all the boxes and it was like not it's, an easy puzzle these challenges are, are too hard i've said it season after season i think they're fun but they're honestly if you don't have a jonathan participating to help the team out, out. i know that one guy got all the way up the wall what's his name ryan a, yeah well, well, Ryan but, did the thing. He got up the wall, then he stuck his legs in there, and he's hanging upside down like Tobey Maguire and like yeah. lifting people. Up. Like, what are you doing? Man? I just, I don't know. I think it's just too hard. They're hurting their se themselves. You know, she's like actively bleeding, and no paramedic comes in to just take a quick look, a quick sterilizing of that. I don't know. No, it's too much. And Jeff's like, "This is what Survivor's all about." <laughs> Getting in a blood infection in the jungle. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, there are for sure buggies out there that I do not want swimming around in that open wound. Yeah, I, this challenge was, like, really difficult. Also, did you see Did you see the motion picture, Ambulance? I did not, but I loved it. You talked about it. You talked about oh. it. Well, this move, this season of Survivor took a page from the ambulance notebook, which is drone shots, drone shots, drone shot, drone shots. Yeah, every other shot is a drone shot, and like during the during the competition and stuff, it's like just this big whooshing over the box and under the net and all that stuff. That's a drone, and you know what? I'm I'm here for the drone shots. I like the drone shots. It's so cheap. It's so cheap, but I love it. 
No, I like it. I think it's cool. And like, you know, if you're going to use a drone, you might as well use it on Survivor in a gorgeous place where you have these crazy challenges. Like, yeah, bust out the drones. I'm all for it. Um, Noelle, these are just like random things coming to my mind. So Noelle had to pick the group that she was going to be part of. That didn't look like a good choice at first. I would have picked the other one. It didn't, but my girl picked a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Good for I was her. Like, That's so I would pick the other team because I've just seen Gabler do competitions, and Gabler is always like, "I'm gonna go so hard at this. I'm a mountaineering champion. I replaced, uh, I replaced George Bush's heart. I want to do whatever." And then like he does a challenge, and like five seconds into it, he's like, oh. "He's like me, just like going up a flight of stairs. I'm kind of like leaning over and spitting and about to vomit and stuff." So like. <laughs> Good for him. Good for her. I mean, we let we love Noel here. We love um, her. I'm honestly for who I, I this is who choice. I want to win, not who I think's gonna win. I would actually love a Noel win. Oh, uh, Noel obviously is a huge that's a huge one. She's just um, fun. She's just different. I just like her. That's all. Absolutely. I've seen this, like I've Owen seen a Sammy and, before, you know. Yeah. I still like Owen. Carla, I mean, you mentioned it. Carla, I think, is playing an excellent, excellent yes. game. She should the she's problem not, was her ha- hand now. She's on the roadmap. Now everyone noticed her. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> she also has like a oh oh, this is a great moment. In the beginning of the episode, the tribes merge and Owen is doing this really great narration where he's like counting all the different advantages and idols and stuff that are in the game. And he's listing all of them. And he's like, Oh yeah, this person has a steal of the boat. This person has this, this person has extra boat. This person has this. And then also, and then someone on Coco has must have an advantage, but no one knows. No one knows who. And like, and it cuts to Carla and it like, there's like a question mark of like who on Coco has a, immediate idol and then it kind of like fades and it says Carla but that's that's a great thing I mean I think someone else on Coco must know Hmm. but or maybe it's Lindsay for all I know um but she has the immunity idol and I very very few people know about it if any so that's like also a good move for her because like the longer you can Keep that a secret. The well, better. here's my thing. I feel like I would keep everything a secret. I wouldn't talk at How all. How easy is it to just not tell anybody that? It's hard in Big Brother because it's so long. It's 90 days. Oh, my God. Survivor's three weeks. You know how quiet I could be for three weeks to win a million bucks? Come on. We skipped doing a podcast two weeks ago. That's <laughs> I like... know. <laughs> yes, I had COVID, but <laughs> still... <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe none of our listeners wrote in about COVID. Oh my God. No one said, get well soon, Danielle. Better, <laughs> What's your address? I'm sending soup. <laughs> yeah, what Even the Even though hell? we didn't announce you had COVID until you were better. I know, that's true. Um, <laughs> but do still. We, <laughs> do we have anything else about Survivor? Um, I'm just looking over the names and stuff. Um Cassidy no, is also so. still playing a good game. Cassidy's playing good. Cass, you know, Cassidy was Cassidy was my real was the real Lindsay pick, not Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Dwight, I think, is also playing very, very under the radar right yes, now. Which is he sure good is at this point. Yeah, Dwight so, is like uh, not even on the show. 
<laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> the biggest two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm Janine Gabler. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. You survived Sammy, this one week. Cody. But... Yeah. I don't think any of them are long for this world. Yeah. We're going all in on Cass and Carla. Yeah. So all watch in. that Bye. both get evicted Bye. next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, I watched a hit film. Okay. Spooky movie time. We're only doing spooky movies the rest of the episode. Yeah. This movie is lighting up the discourse. Some people saw it in theaters, but most are going to be watching it on streaming a la moi. It's called Barbarian. It stars no one you've ever heard of. Just Justin Long. <laughs> and uh, Pennywise from It without all the makeup. And Georgina Campbell. I looked her up because I thought she was fabulous in it. And I knew she was British. I knew it. I love... I'm sure I've gone on this rant before, but I can always tell. I sniff out a non-American immediately. I'm like, that Well, when their name is American. Georgina, that, that's easy. But I didn't know her name. I didn't know her name. I just saw her in the movie. I thought she was fabulous. She's so good in the movie. But... I mean, the way she pronounced certain words, I was like, there's no way this girl's from America. <laughs> there's no way. Um, but so, great film. It's very hard to discuss and give a review without giving spoilers. And the most important thing people told me or that I read about the movie is don't go in, go in blind. Go in with zero thought or expectations. I'll give away like the part that's in the trailer, which is that... Georgina plays a girl who books an Airbnb, but when she shows up, the Airbnb is occupado, baby, by... Things aren't what they seem. Well, it's occupied by Bill Skarsgård. What's Stellan Skarsgård's son? One of many. Yeah. Stellan Skarsgård has like six sons, and they're all There's too tall. many Skarsgårds. <laughs> and that doesn't even bring in Alexander Skarsgård. No, he's Skrdo, not even He's in a Skarsgård too, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a Skars. He's his brother. He's a Skarsgård. There's Bill, Alexander, Theodore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's so many. But so Bill Skarsgård famously portrayed Pennywise in the new It movies. Not to be confused with Peter Sarsgaard, no, of no relation, a... but of marital relation <laughs> to Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> this is the most important relation. But so, so she shows up. He's there. He's like, "No, I booked this on Airbnb," and they're like, "Oh well." It's pouring out. I'm in the middle of oh, nowhere. No. He says, "Why don't you just stay the night?" And she says, "Oh." <laughs> and that's how the movie starts. Um, and I can't give anything else away, but I'll just say it's very fun. It's very important for horror movies to be fun for me personally. Sometimes they're just very dark and depressing or like they're gross. I'm not in, into the gross ones. This one isn't gross. It's just fun. Is it scary? Yes, it is scary. No, then I'm not watching it. I know, but it has like some funny parts that you might enjoy. Justin Long is great in it. What does he host a podcast or something? <laughs> yeah, he yeah he picks niche Halloween costumes. What what you know? How does this movie involve podcasts in any way? Because this is the new thing in all movies. It's like yeah, 
I'm a podcaster and I'm staying at a haunted house. I'm a podcaster and I'm investigating the murders of Michael Myers. Okay, I'll give Everything's you one Everything's about a spoiler. podcast now. I'll okay, I'm spoiler. never going to see this movie. There's no podcast in this movie at all. Oh, <laughs> well, that actually makes me more likely to see the movie. I don't think you will be able to handle it, Brett. It really is. It's scary and it's fun. It's really well done. Um, it looks cool. But I just don't think you're not into horror movies, so you're not going to watch it. You know what you might watch is another movie I watched. Okay. It's called Fall. <laughs> and it's about these My two favorite girls. season? <laughs> yeah. Christian Girl Autumn. A movie about lighting up some <laughs> pumpkin candles and just taking in the crisp air. Mm, it's about two girls who climb a tower. So there's some crisp air in this movie. Yeah, there's definitely Chris Bear up at the top of that tower. It's very yeah, windy okay. up there. Um, it's pretty much the highest tower. It was at one point the highest tower in the world until they built the Empire State Building, is what they say. The Empire like State a, Building was built like, like 100 years ago. It's like a telephone tower or something. So it's like, it's Why not. Why they a, climb it? Because they're searching for adventure. Thrill seekers. Thrill seekers. Yeah. yeah. They're thrill they don't seekers. feel alive unless they're halfway dead. There's no podcast, but there is a YouTube channel. A girl has a YouTube channel where she does these oh crazy my God. stunts. Selfie. So, is there like selfie video in the there movie? There is a selfie stick. Oh, There's a drone yeah. in the movie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and it's like, it's a thriller. It's not a horror movie. It's a thriller. Yeah, I'll see that. Because, you know, they get, this is in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. They get to the top of this tower. And guess what? The ladder was not securely tightened. <laughs> so now they're stuck at the top of the tower. And it's like, how are we going to get down? And there's no cell phone yeah. service at the top of the tower. So don't even ask. No. Can they yell? They can yell, but they're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. And they didn't so tell how do they anyone. Get down? Oh. This is a great how do they question. Get down? You'll have to great. watch to find out. Yeah. So you recommend it, both? Yeah, obviously Barbarian is a better movie than Fall, but Fall is still fun for what it is. Did you ever see The Shallows starring Blake Lively? No, I didn't. Okay, so I would. The, let me. Do you remember? So uh, let me give a refresher for the audience yeah. in case they forget. She's in the shallows, and there's a shark in the shallows. Yeah, she's a she's a surfer, surfer girl, scuba diver, or something. I don't know. She goes in the ocean, but so she swims out, and she gets trapped on a rock, and she's too far from shore, and like the water's too rough, so she's just trapped on this rock while the sh sharks are trying to get her, and it's like, how the hell is Blake Lively gonna get off this rock? That's what the whole movie's about. It's an hour. It's an hour in 30 minutes perfect length she does a great job it's the same thing for this movie they're up on that tower how are they gonna get down we don't know but they got 90 minutes to figure it out this it's a great this is a great type of movie yeah 90 I love minute thriller like, like super simple premise colin firth colin hanks <laughs> colin farrell he's in a phone booth how's he gonna get in that phone booth yeah yes exactly the movie phone booth Exactly. Starring none other than the penguin, Colin Farrell. Are <laughs> the you penguin. Gonna see Who's a bird of... and not a man? <laughs> Are you going to see Banshees of Inishirin? Oh, yeah. Eventually. There's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to see movies. I don't have any time. I got to see the Banshees. I got to see the Triangle of Sadness. Danielle. Yeah. Danielle, you know I got to see Tar. I got oh, to yeah. see Tar. Our, our listeners are Tar heads. They want our review. We got a comment about Tar? wanting our review. No, I haven't seen it yet. This is America's and North America's premier Tar, tar <laughs> podcast. 
hosted by people who have yet to see Tar. <laughs> exactly. But I saw that I'm I was a little surprised that um Kate Blanchett went on hot ones to pro- to promote Tar. She sure did. Everyone's everyone's seen in Tar. And then did you see that she did like NPR or something like that or no, but she's really whatever sort of like NPR or like New York Times, like it's some it's like something where they're in a closet. Like every every outlet has their own like here's right. the weird thing that we, like the weird web series that we do, whether you're like in a closet or you're at a tiny desk or something like that. Yeah. So she's wearing the same outfit in hot ones. And in this like NPR, like really serious thing where they're like in a closet. So <laughs> people are trying to figure out, did she eat all the hot wings before? Did she did the NPR one or did she do the NPR one and then eat all the hot wings? NPR first, for sure. You do hot ones as the last thing of the day, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's what I say. But also it's like, I don't know. Maybe they're the time, you know. You know, we when these had... people are on the PR thing, they're they're doing they're doing tw- ten hours a day of this stuff. They're on oh, the sure. Zoom call. They're doing they're they're going to play bingo with Jimmy Fallon. Like you know, it's a whole day. We had um, the host of Hot Ones on HQ when I was working at HQ, and I was like in charge of booking all these people. <laughs> and I thought he was very nice, but he was much more serious than I was expecting. I don't really watch the show because I think he's like. I, I mean, I don't know. I've seen, you see one person eat a wing. You've seen a million people eat a wing. And like, sure. I just don't think he's a very engaging host. He's just kind of like literally the most like. journalist. He's like say. just the most average man. Trust me. I'm very average as well. I'm not saying I'm better. <laughs> he's part of the respectful like, posse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. May I please have your number? So just to give Penton Liam did say, please drop the tar pod. So I just want everyone to know. I know we like lied about the Don't Worry Darling pod, which is now on streaming. And I do have to watch that. I do too. I want, I legitimately really want to see Tar. No, I want to see both. I want to see Don't Worry Darling too. Bobby Yakshit wanted to know, how do we feel about the Chipotle price increase? Uh, This was a great comment I saw earlier in the week. Um, I wasn't aware. I was not aware. Um, Frankly, I don't go to Chipotle that much. I wasn't aware either because there aren't a lot of Chipotle's here in Canada. Yeah. So I can't go, even though I would love to. My favorite, I loved when I just needed a meal and Mm. I didn't want to cook and I wanted it to be healthy-ish. I loved getting a steak salad bowl from Chipotle. So good. I live in Southern California. Oh, yeah. The the red one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I live in Southern California. I have many Mexican food options that are far superior to chipotle uh still sometimes you want just like just just like you want like chipotle just to hit you here's my thing with chipotle they're like papa john's they're like better ingredients better pizza that's their whole thing is like (laughs) we use real ingredients we use fresh chicken fresh beef fresh vegetables we make the guac in-house every day this ain't taco bell where they just ship a box full of salt and fat Taco Bell also has its use in society. I'm not throwing shade at Taco Bell. <laughs> but Chipotle's whole yeah. thing is this is the healthiest and freshest version of what this could possibly be on a budget, on a quick time scale, right? Mm-hmm. So why when I eat it, does my body feel like it's dying? <laughs> That's my question. Oh, I never felt I that way. I eat Chipotle and my stomach... 
like literally the next day, I'm just like, oh, I just no. feel like I'm like, I'm just like keeling over in pain and like you my need stomach to get the Danny just delight. Like, well, that's that's my problem is that I probably my get order too much crap. No, my yeah. order was but, so good. Okay, Brady watched some movies this week. I watched two films as well, both spooky, but not that spooky because <laughs> I, I can't watch scary movies. I watched one new movie, one old movie. I watched 2021's Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm, which I saw in theaters. by Edgar. Oh, you did? You did see it? I did. Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was fun. I I remember like it was one of the first movies I saw on a date night away from my child. And I was like, so I probably liked it more because of that. I was like, oh my God, I'm out of the house. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it as well. Like it's a, It's a weird movie that is like definitely not a horror movie for a full hour plus of it yeah and then the second half of the movie is like ghosts knives (laughs) haunted houses you know who i love who anya taylor joy atj she's good in it she's our new nicole kidman i absolutely love her she really is she really is who's gonna be her tom cruise what short king can she date? Oh my gosh. Tom Holland, if he ever dumps Oh god. If Zendaya no, ever dumps no. him. <laughs> Tom Holland, I actually do see going in like a cruise direction. He's a little bit too humble. I don't know if it, he is humble. Listen, oh. I might I'm gonna make some stands mad with this. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. I watched Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg promote their film. <laughs> Which I was called, afraid like, you were going to say you watched that film. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. It's called like Treasure of Men, Treasure Island. I don't know what it was called. Un- Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted. Yes, they were promoting it on Jesus and Miro, and I love Jesus and Miro. I have appeared on their show back yeah, when it's on Vice. Yep. Jesus and Miro guest Daniel Gibson, but. So I'm watching it and Jesus and Miro tend to bring out the best in their guests because they're so fun. And like, it's rare for television hosts to be really cool and to be cooler than the people they're interviewing. Usually it's like the host is like the low status person and the person they're interviewing is more high status because they're the actor or whatever. But like Mark Wahlberg's sucks so much. Oh my God. I, I really think it rubbed off on... Tom Holland because they both just had such a fucking attitude during this interview and I'm like you can't you're not cooler than Jesus and Miro so why are you trying to act above their show and above what they're asking you like I just thought they had terrible attitudes and like Jesus and Miro tried to make it fun and keep it moving and like act like they were okay with it but I just thought I was like this is the kid everyone's loving because he seems very rude to me I'm just going to say it. I think this is just a reason to not hang out with Mark Wahlberg. Like Mark Wahlberg seems like legitimately not a fun person to be around. No. He He sucks. He sucks. He's like found religion late in life, which is, you know. A bad sign. Bad sign. (laughs) If you're born into it, whatever. What's a reason? If you're like 40 and you're like, wait, hold on. (laughs) The holy what? 
a book <laughs> from God. What's his the best, and also like his mom. best movie and best performance, Boogie Nights. He like completely like renounces. He's yeah, like embarrassed stupid. to have been in the movie. I'm like, come on, this is like the best movie you've ever been in. Father Stu, yeah, he's been in some shitty movies recently. Interesting. Um, so what? Last night in Soho, I I liked it. Good music. Edgar Wright is a is a he is a, an engaging electric filmmaker, even when the movie doesn't fully work. And like, I don't know, people, the movie came out and it was kind of like a flop. People were like, oh, there's a whiff from Edgar Wright, the first one. And I thought it was a whole lot better than like what the vibe was when that movie came out. I kind of avoided it because it was like, oh, I don't know if this movie's really good or not. And I was like, this movie was a whole lot better than I thought it was going to be. I really enjoyed my time for two hours. Lots of great music, lots of great costumes. You know, some of the visual yeah. stuff going on with the two women is really interesting. And, you know, it's just visually, you're not really going to see anything like it. Um, and it has just like that Edgar Wright sense of timing, sense of music, sense of, you know, just meshing rhythm. all these yeah. All rhythm. Yeah. Meshing cinematography and lighting design and set design and having everything kind of to your point, like be on this rhythm with each other in a way that other filmmakers won't even do, do that. Uh, I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was good. I had a great time. Like it was not my favorite movie ever, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, it's good. And like you said, it's a good movie for if you want something a little like eerie, but not necessarily scary. Yeah. Even like when it goes on like full on horror at the end, it's like not even really particularly scary or whatever, but Danielle, last night I watched a film, an older film, not like a million years old from like <laughs> our lifetimes, which is old. Yeah. I watched Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, <laughs> in which Gary Oldman plays Dracula. Winona Ryder is like some chick Mina. he's into. Mina. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is there. Yeah. Richard E. Grant is there. Carrie Elways is there. Tom the Waits gang. is there. <laughs> Tony Hopkins is there. He comes <laughs> off the bench halfway through the movie. And he's like, I'm Tony Hopkins. <laughs> it's me, Anthony Hopkins. Yep. You got them all there. This movie is fucking crazy. This movie is wild. Everybody is horny. Mm -hmm. Everybody is horny in this movie. There are many breasts of all genders there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of kissing them and licking them mm -hmm. there's lots of breasts in this movie there's That's lots of blood in this movie in it's, a, it's a dracula movie there's lots of blood in it there's like lots of animals in this movie Dracula, he's like a goblin, but then he turns into like a he's like a werewolf for like 20 minutes in the movie. Like, yeah. There's just there's another wolf. There's a whole subplot about a wolf. And then he turns into a werewolf. But there's also like a wolf escaped from the zoo. And you're like, is this the same wolf? Is there now just a werewolf in this movie? Or is this the same guy? Or is this a different guy? Does Dr do Dracula's turn into werewolves? I don't know. Who cares? It's just yeah. all there. There's like Frankie Coppola does so much with like weird stuff superimposed on other stuff where it's like Keanu's like reading a letter or reading a book and he's on a train and he's, uh, you know, going to Romania, Transylvania. And then like these eyes like open up in the sky and he's like 
Winona Ryder is like, oh, like there's, there's like, he's reading a poem about her. And then like her face appears in the poem. Like it just, and it's all like this really early visual effects. This movie's from 1992. It's not even that early visual effects wise. Like it came out a year before Jurassic Park, but for right. some reason the effects look like they're from like 1972. And it's like, what the hell's going on? Was this a choice? Was this a choice for the visual effects to be so bad? And there's like all these like models and there's lots of trains in this movie. And every time they show a train, it's clearly a model train. Like <laughs> you would like buy a store and you're like, is this a, supposed to look like this? Cause again, this movie's from 1992. Like there was movies certainly started looking good at this point. Yeah. This movie's everyone's horny again. I just got to mention it. And Gary Oldman's doing like eight different voices. He's old. He's young. He's old again. He's a goblin. He's a wolf. Yeah. This movie you gotta has see it every- for the Gary Oldman transformations. Like he is, he's a great actor, obviously. So he could do yeah. it without the makeup, but with the makeup, it's crazy. He is. This movie is wild. This movie is wild at multiple points. I'm like, this movie is fantastic. It's like <laughs> kind of cheesy and bad at points. And like, it's like, you're like, Am I supposed to be like scared or laughing? And I don't know. Yeah. And uh good for this movie. This is a movie. This is a movie ass movie, and it goes all in and don't don't know if it necessarily works a hundred percent of the time, but if you want a very fun, uh sort of creepy adventure, an epic romance with like bad oh, makeup and stuff, yeah. check out this movie. Well, like everyone who listens to this podcast knows, we appreciate horniness in films. And horniness died in films after 2006. So it's just like this was peak what 90s was, it, was, was it, peak horniness. Was it like zero dark 30 or something like that? What killed it? <laughs> I don't know what killed it. What did kill it? We need someone needs someone smarter than me needs to write a dissertation on why movie horniness died. I well, because I was gonna say it ended in the 90s, but no, early aughts was like American Pie. So it definitely still existed. But something killed it after that. I'm I think looking it got, at the went, 2006 box office. I feel I feel like it went from horny to sleazy. Like there were a lot of very sleazy early 2000s movies. And I think everyone was like, we don't like this. This is actually very misogynistic. So let's veer in the other direction. <laughs> you know what? 2006 is just very tame. I wouldn't call it sleazy. We'll no, because that's the end. That's the end. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll go back. Maybe we'll go back. 2005. Yeah. 90s was all horny. 90s was like the, you know, the decade of Adrian Lyne, who directed our favorite movie, Deep Waters. Dark Water. Deep Water. <laughs> Dark Water. Whatever it's called. <laughs> so he was thriving in the 90s. Where And then, yeah, we need to find when was American Pie. Because that was like also peak American that was like horniness. That was like 99 or 2000. Had wow, to and be. There's, oh, it's 99. 99. But they had a couple sequels that were also very successful. So. Yeah. That went on fine. American Pie 2. <laughs> yeah. American Pie 2. American Pie Forever. Um, it's crazy. American Pie the fourth. <laughs> Wow. The directors of American Pie didn't really do much after. Yeah, who were they? They did About a Boy. They did Little Fockers. <laughs> yeah, about a Boy was a flop. Everyone was like, you know, 
Nick Hornby novel. You got Hugh Grant in there. And the book is good. That was a flop. Sometimes they flop. What can you do? You know what? Maybe you can coast on the American Pie royalties. But that movie's not even really around anymore. It's lost they certainly in the didn't turn time. into Judd Apatow. They certainly didn't turn into the Fairly no. Brothers, who are now like trying to make serious movies grow up. You know, my husband watched Greatest Beer Run. Beer Run, yeah. It. Do a movie with Jim Carrey <laughs> talks out of his butt, and I'll give you my money. Uh, thank you for joining us for our spooky Halloween <laughs> special. Do we so have any spooky. more questions or anything? No, I don't think so. I think we no, got through so. them. It's a chill week. I think, All right. I think our listeners agree that there isn't much to ask about in this season of Survivor. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you and I have been, you've been saying, I've been agreeing. That's like, it's, it's either like, not a dud season, but it's like a very mediocre season so mediocre. far. The stars haven't popped out. Yeah. Even Noelle Jeff is like seems the a little only unplugged. Star. Yeah. Jeff seems, yeah, Jeff... Jeff feels like he aged like five years in between seasons. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Halloween weekend and Halloween. Safe. Safe, but full of delicious If you find fentanyl in your candy, (laughs) save it. Yeah. Save it. Sell it on the black market. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll see you next week when it's November and Daylight Savings. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Tarcast next week maybe. Tarcast. Ooh. <laughs> Bye Jeff. <laughs> Bye. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>